0: Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Oh, Again. And here's your host, the Gargamel to my Papa Smurf, Derek McCaw.
2: Thank you rec- very much. I'm really bothered by that, actually. It's not mm. recognized outside of California. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> clever, clever old man.
1: That was this quite is witty. Derek
2: McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And. Everything that's coming to mind as a response to you is just really just wrong. So I'm not going to go there. Fantastic. Instead, I'm just going to say we are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. And, of course, to my left, my announcer and the Papa Smurf
0: to my Gargamel. I thought uh, you were the cat. Uh, either that or hefty. Uh, this is Lon <laughs> Lopez from MoronLife.com. How are you, fellas? Okay. You would be joke, jokey, Smurf. <laughs> okay. And across from
2: me, sound engineer, Moral Compass, the nope. man who's going to keep this train a-rolling.
3: No Smurfs on me, Rick Snyder.
2: That's not true.
3: Smurf-free. Smurf-free. <laughs> 100% Smurf-free for 90 days. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I have my chip.
2: Oh, so we've got some comic stuff to talk about. Of course, this, I'd say probably if there was a theme to this episode already, it's going to be Hulk would you say? It's a good week to be Hulk-themed.
0: Uh, yeah, or green. Well, green. It's not easy being green. Yeah, this this podcast is going green this week. It is going green. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Solar-powered? No, gamma-powered. I thought it was going blue. What? Oh. Oh, That's every week. No,
2: let's try not to, shall we? Mm-hmm. So we've got some comics news, some of it Hulk-related. We've got movies news, movie news, some of it Hulk-related. We've got TV news. Not really. No, no. Hulk related. Uh, no Ferigno? No, No, there's rumors of an animated series, and maybe I'll talk about that briefly. Uh, but first, we'll talk about viewer mail. <laughs> we <laughs> have, <laughs> viewer mail. We have a couple of questions that we can answer on the air, and perhaps uh, you guys can help me answer them better than I was on my own here. Yeah, usually we do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Get a little we'll letter. F- the English, right? We get a le- letter from Mr. Robbie Cordaway.
0: I just saw him. Yeah, he was just in the store. Did he drop it off in the mailbag? No, he
2: emailed me last oh, week, okay. and I said, I will not respond to you until until the podcast. Go on ah. in and
3: see the mailbag, kids.
0: Yeah, and if you have questions, drop your letters into the Fanboy Planet mailbag. Walk right up to Steve and say, I want to see the mailbag. <laughs> I would like to
2: see that happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, he- What are the questions, Derek? <laughs> well, the first one is, let's see if it's stumped. Stump, hefty, smurf. <laughs> Why is the Marvel Universe also referred to as the 616? Okay, didn't we
0: answer this on an earlier podcast? I don't think so.
2: I don't think so. I Even mean, if w- we did, let's not be rude.
0: Oh, you're right. All right, I think we covered this back during the end of 52, maybe, when... All the multiverses came back. Marvel,
3: Marvel. This is Marvel Earth. The
0: Six One Six. It was referenced at the end, I believe, of Fifty Two, which is a DC book, right? It was referenced as the Six One Six universe, which I believe was coined by Alan Moore. Or? There is
2: no saving. Well, he's half right. He's he's got to come back into it. Well, that half wit did work, and that is uh, that. What okay, Alan maybe Moore it wasn't Fifty Two. Alan Moore coined it for. Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. yes, fifty two is a DC book. So I'm saying they wouldn't. Y- no, y-
0: there was a crossover. I'm, I'm. I i i do not know what book. I'll have to find it. But there was a DC book. Wow!
2: Somebody write in and save Lawn's integrity right here. I'll, I'll have to prove I mean, it. Maybe, off the maybe cast. someone will. Editor at okay. fanboyplanet.com I, We right talked in. about this on the now, podcast. You know, and if I and if my memory is failing me, somebody out there will listen and they was, will. and it what they was will the comic you.
0: that reintroduced the multiverse? Was it fifty two? 52 was sort of, yeah, the, the end at the end of that, yes. Yeah. They brought all the universes back and they showed all the different... Well, they showed that
3: they were still there.
0: Right, but they sh- didn't they show different universes going and they said this universe or that universe? And I swear to God there was one that said the 616.
3: No, because there was only 52 of them. Why would there be 616? Huh. Okay, well,
0: maybe that's what they call it. I don't know. Maybe it, was, maybe it wasn't 52. But it, maybe was, it was Exiles.
3: Maybe it was in a different base.
0: No. What was the, okay, it was a big DC book. But you book. were correct. Maybe it was Infinite Crisis.
3: Well, I'll give up. You were correct on something. Let
0: go there.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll willing, go. I'm willing to give you... you did, Does Infinite Crisis uh, have a trade? You identified... I'll be right back. You identified... Okay. That guy just will not admit he's wrong. No. What the heck?
3: He has restless leg syndrome.
2: That's not all. Uh, so, yeah, the 616 was created by Alan Moore for was that Captain Britain That was for Captain uh, Britain Originally I'm when he wrote for the for 2001 the 2001 AD book? No
3: but that 2000 AD is not a Marvel book it was a Marvel I know, UK but it had Marvel it was Marvel UK but and a lot of the stories occurred there first especially around Captain Britain 2000 AD is where Judge Dredd appeared Okay so it wasn't there was a Marvel but there but there is there was a, but a Marvel there's a Marvel, Marvel UK there is a that, Marvel UK magazine that featured Captain, Captain Britain. Britain yes before it was in before he was in the Marvel yes. US continuity Yes absolutely yeah. Absolutely. Along with things like warp Smith and uh, uh, warp Smith was Miracle Man no yeah. that was not fair enough that's why it's Miracle Man they were all Man black and white and flimsy and important this is true
2: this okay. much is true, and there is a trade paperback of Captain Britain in his early days with Megan and the cross time continuity Corps or whatever they call it and what, did I
0: miss the second question no
3: no we're still we're on still the list.
2: arguing this one anyway i I contend that it was sort of a joke. it tied into the you know he had all those alternate versions of Captain Britain, the Captain Britain Corps which was both parodying uh, Green Lantern Corps, as you mentioned, off the air earlier, and also by by labeling the mainstream Marvel Universe Earth-616. It was kind of taking a jab at the arrogance of the editor of DC Comics, probably Julius Schwartz, or Gardner Fox perhaps, back in the early 60s when they did the first crossover between Earth-1 and 2, that the superheroes that came second existed on Earth-1. A a tweak that was also made when uh, Grant Morrison wrote his JLA graphic novel Earth-2. That introduced the reintroduced the uh, the crime syndicate to continuity. Did
0: Mister uh, Cordway uh, reference where he why where he got the reference from? Uh, it has been appearing in uh, well, it's in the New
2: Exiles book right now. Uh, it may be appearing in what if issues. I, I, There's you know, a new I don't Captain know. Britain book too. Uh, that's there? true. There is a new the Captain Mi-6 Britain thing? book. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. I read the first issue.
3: I don't remember if they mentioned any of the old so, but
2: I'm sure he picked up something randomly that talked about it. So there you go. Uh, but you know, and maybe let's blame Comic Geek Speak, the other podcast he admitted to listening to behind our back. No, we shouldn't say that because Comic I've Geek, Geek Speak is a
0: pretty they're, they're a nice you, podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah, you just see other podcasts oh, all the time. You know it hurts what? me. I
0: think. Wherever I saw it, six one six was dream. coded, meaning that you had to. It was like
2: you are just not going to give this. No, up. I've seen this.
0: I've. Se- I've all I'm right, you know what? You're it.
2: also tall, skinny, and sexy as all get out. Wow. And your nose is getting longer. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay, when yeah. I when I find it, you're all going to have <laughs> up <And>
2: because he's <laughs> deflating, <laughs> even as we speak. Um Lawn is And a, we're back. <laughs> Mr. Vinyl Beach Ball over there. Uh, the other question that Rob Cordway has to ask is, is simply what is the meaning of the word or the term, I guess, really, retcon? Uh,
0: can I answer? Yeah. I mean, can okay. I? You, you can, go can ahead. try. <laughs> you can try. Retroactive continuity.
3: Very good. It. Uh, it's also used for killing rodents.
0: And I guess what? That's decon.
2: Oh, oh you've been schooled by Pez. Mm-hmm. Pez the Beach Ball. I, you know, Rob's you – know, they seem somewhat like these are basic questions to uh, to comics reading right now and realize that it's again pointing out. There's all this vocabulary that gets thrown around to people and if you are not a reader, if you're not a long time, it's very uh, – Well, they haven't been you know, using the
3: retcon term in the comics themselves. Not the term. It's they've more, just been doing it like crazy. It's just been more in commentary on comics. We certainly throw the term yeah, around a lot. Yeah, we do. I I mentioned also before the show that the thing that's bothering me about the current Spider-Man retcon is the little nod, nod, wink, winks that they're doing to the readers about stuff that they've changed rather than just accepting the retcon as the new new continuity and not saying. Well, you know,
2: and it does bring the question, I mean, who who are they really serving? Because as Goodson has come in here and said, like, his Spider-Man, now some of you and I, Rick, for a long, you know, older, shall we say, of a certain age, readers of a certain age. Vintage. Vintage, I like that. Uh, and we remember we've read whether in reprints or originals, probably reprints even for you. Uh, you know the Ditko and the early Romita books, and we remember a single Spider-Man. We remember when he was with Gwen Stacy. We do remember, and we've read a lot of stories where when he was uncertain of his relationship with Mary Jane. But Goodson came in, oddly enough, with the Clone Saga and stayed. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I still don't get it. You know, but his Spider-Man has always been the adult. Married Spider-Man, just trying to struggle with the problems of marriage and trying to support not a family necessarily, right. but you know keep whatever his group going. And so, are we doing a, a disservice? As because as, I've heard this argument too about Kyle Rayner, where there's a whole generation of comics readers for whom Kyle Rayner was Green, Green Lantern, Lantern, and then you went back to Hal Jordan. The same thing is with Wally West, a generation that's never gone away, you know, is the problem. Like, Wally West, why bring back Barry Allen? Because you've done everything that people would not get really, really ticked off at
3: or do we live with in the, Wally West. Are we living with a comics generation that has been here longer than the previous comics generation, this, the old Silver Age stuff, where we actually gave them their own world and took them out of continuity? And now we, our, we haven't let ours do the same thing, I, right? Neither, neither. I, I think
2: I'm following what you're saying. So, like, yeah, because we have to continue to because the otherwise so, we have to let them get old. And because die. the so the so called you know the golden age absolutely yeah. was it had a clear demarcation point because those books were canceled, yeah. their popularity had declined absolutely. I mean, I thought that you know when they brought Captain Marvel to say Shazam uh, back into continuity in 1971 or 72, I think it was 72. I mean I thought it was funny the way they handled it because he was on Earth-S anyway, back to those multiple Earths. But Superman was on the cover of the first issue. Introducing, yes. But he wasn't in the first – he wasn't in the 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 contents inside. But what they did – I don't know if you ever read that that callback story where they got C.C. Beck, who was the original artist. He drew the first story back. And what they said was there was this big, big, big um, day honoring Captain Marvel and Savannah came, and he created. The, he had this element. Like he, he created bubble. called suspendium. Oh yeah, this big this bubble, snow. and it had been floating in space. All of all the people of Fawcett City had been. <laughs> it's Brigadoon. Had been floating in space for twenty years. Yeah, and they flew too close to the sun, or something it, like it heated up something and it melted and so they landed gently back in Warset <laughs> city. <laughs> well, I mean that was the kind of stories that Captain Marvel yeah, could yeah, tell yeah. Yeah. that it'd be that goofy, but that's how they explained how nobody aged for 20 years. Yeah. And they, so they reset it in this God, with that, that and it, but it was a great touch. Yeah. Because even even Mr. Mind I think was caught up in that somehow. But you had Talky Tawny. you had, you know, yeah. all these things and and it's just funny because you're, you're you know that generation that was allowed to somehow go forward and pass, but but it's a far cry to think about that kind of goofiness. That's a far cry from what they just did with Trials of Shazam. And I've got now Rob Cordaway has put me on a completely ranty tangent about you know what's going on with that ranty tangent. That was a ranty another, tangent. Another character in Shazam. Right? I'm, I'm, if not, we're gonna create it. It's right there with baggage, baggage in his sidekick ranty tangent. <laughs> <laughs> But we to be sh- fair, let's ranty McTagent. Okay. <laughs> we should move on. Uh, we should. So Let's talk about some comics. Another one's going to put us on a ranty Mctangent <laughs> That would be kickass number three. Oh Shall we? God. Shall we get upset together? Yeah. Uh, and a week has passed. At least a week well, has Lonnie passed since first it came one out. To
3: really get upset. He was he was PO'd about this last week. So now we've caught yes. up to lawn. Now we've caught up to lawn.
0: I'm still looking for that. I'll find it later.
3: You, you <laughs>
2: <laughs> give it up.
0: I will, I'm going to put sorry the for, I'm, in sorry, right I'm
2: sorry for yelling in the microphone,
0: but give it up, Lon! Okay. Um, you know what's funny is... i got a nickel every time he hears that. I'm pretty sure it's in Infinite Crisis, but it was an Easter egg, so I'm going to have to look for my wizards that point. So what it, it, it out. might
2: really be is an inside joke. Uh, I'm just saying, okay.
0: it's uh-huh. there.
3: Hi, this is Rick interrupting the podcast boy i'm often tempted to do this but rarely well i don't think i ever have but i just have to do it this time now lawn has sounded really really crazy so far i think we all agree on that and it's not unusual for him to sound really really crazy but in this case he's right and i'm coming back in time to june 11th to tell you you gotta look forward to next episode because he's no doubt going to school us on the DC connection to the Marvel 616 universe. And now, back to the podcast, already in progress.
0: Alright, speaking of inside jokes, Lon. Yeah. Okay. Kick-ass number three. Um, never before have I wanted to reach into a comic and strangle the author more than after I finished Kick-Ass 3. These are these are strong words. Yeah, well, it was a pretty... First of all, the ending... Okay, I've already seen some people talking online about, oh, the ending was awesome, it was great, and wow, kick is an awesome book. Uh, I object, Your Honor. Oh, well, it's um, been out
3: for a week. You're not going to go spoiler-free on this one, right? No, we should We, we
0: are visit. going it's to spoil the ending, so if you haven't read Kick-Ass 3, Fast earmuffs. Fast a little bit. Yeah.
2: Earmuffs. So... Um, what had started out as a book that was uh, allegedly, or seemed to be, about the real world consequences—and that's
0: out the window now—of
2: being a superhero,
3: totally out the window. And I
2: had that problem after the second issue that I, I bought. Like, in the first issue, I accepted that the guy paid a really steep price. Yes. The fact that he went out and did it again after recovering from... That was insane. ...what should have been injuries that he couldn't have recovered from, even with all those surgeries... He that, shouldn't have been able to walk straight. ...in that amount of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I felt like the book was just ugly in the first place, mm-hmm. but it just got uglier in this third issue.
0: It got downright ridiculous at the end of this one, and yeah so this time the hero's back from his injuries and de- after his uh, video gets posted to YouTube and he becomes kind of this internet sensation, uh, decides to go go back out on the streets and and here's the other thing: what did you think of the whole oh I set up a MySpace page so I could you know get in contact with people and you know get that their- part
2: I found sort of I, I guess a realistic because I think that's what those real live superheroes, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. Mister Silent, and who's this? Uh, there was a Mountain View guy, you know, or you've I don't seen, know. you haven't seen met page, him, but you've yeah. seen his web page, yeah. and we need to
0: contact him and bring him
2: in. I think that'd be just a really cool interview. But I don't
0: know if we want to hang out with these type of people after reading this book.
2: I
3: don't think they're like this. Oh, okay, good. Because like, there are this issue ends with things that just can't happen in real life. Right. So basically, to spoil the ending, basically
0: kick ass. Goes on some mission to, and that was the other thing. The mission wasn't really clear either. It was stupid. It was just like, "Hey, uh, you're harassing." You know, he basically went to go tell some girl's boyfriend, ex boyfriend. No, some thug. Right, we, but, but, he he know, he but he to. didn't know.
2: But he didn't know there was a thug. I mean, you know, he got set
3: up I, to some degree. By really, his, he walked into that room with all those guys hanging out, and he didn't realize. Well, he, he didn't he realize just, ahead of time.
0: He is fourteen years old too. He's right. stupid. Um. So basically went to uh, intimidate, which is hard for me to believe, that he thinks he could intimidate somebody to stop calling, basically stop harassing the ex-girlfriend. Shows up. The guy's a thug. Is he a drug dealer? I forget. Was I don't he? know, but he's there with, all, he's yeah, there he's with, there with the, the whole crew. But he was
2: playing the latest Spyro the Dragon game on the Wii, which
0: I thought was kind of uh, yeah. unbelievable. So our friend Kickass, whose name is supposed to mean that he kicks ass, but in turn really means that he gets his ass kicked.
3: Yeah. Um, g- Isn't that clever? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so he's getting... He <laughs> keep,
3: There's an irony It's something work. you just realize all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. He gets, he's
0: getting pummeled. And just when you think he's about to just bite the big one, and I mean, you know, death, um, <laughs> basically he's saved by another... Masked avenging little girl. Yeah, a little girl. A
2: nine-year-old little girl with who, the skills of the bride.
0: Well, yeah, she's a ninja,
3: and yeah. apparently... I mean, you say the bride, you mean from Kill Bill. From from Kill so we Bill. have yeah, a
0: yeah. nine-year-old with a giant samurai sword mm-hmm. who impales one of the attackers. Then, with another swing, behead, beheads the same one or a different one? Cuts through
2: the skull. skull. Cuts through the skull. It's not even beheaded. Oh, I thought she beheaded one of them. No, no, no,
3: Can no. Can I see the book? Uh, yeah. Yes, it's, it's it's horrific.
0: Sliced. It's she sliced the skull, uh, the skull cap like off. you
3: would a deviled egg.
0: Right. Okay. I thought it should be headed. but either way, you know,
2: I wouldn't do that yeah. to an egg. No.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. This is disgusting. Yeah, it, but she's okay. Here's the whole thing: the nine-year-old, and after she,
3: she eviscerates another guy, just one slice, yeah. and yeah, pulls the sword out, belly. pulls
0: the sword out of a grown man that she's already impaled. Um, and so then, a book
2: that was realistic has become I don't utterly think unrealistic. Oh, yeah. then
0: wipes wipes the blade okay. clean. Yes,
2: yes, it's disgusting.
0: No, but it's like what nine year old has the sense to go? <laughs> well, she's a ninja. I've slaughtered you. Let me clean my blade for another attack because you, you don't serve. want disease
3: to spread. Even if she's right. right.
0: So <laughs> then she she slices. <laughs> you the, infected me. Yeah. Uh, even if. Even, oh, and then she uses the c word. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, and and then she, at the last panel, she's standing here, bloody, with a couple swords, using the c word, using the c word, covered in blood and chunks of matter, people matter, viscera, if you will, sure, yeah. and and officially kick ass becomes stupid.
3: Now before we before we all end up sounding like our grandmothers. Well, now here is what has me angry about. I have nothing against a, a gory, bloody book. No, 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 I did not either. No I love, for example, um, Walking Dead. Black. Black and white makes it more relatable. No, but, but really, but, it is.
2: But it's a horribly gory book, but right. it's all in context. Children have witnessed violence in that book, but you yeah. know what you're people getting. People act like people in
3: that book. Okay, That's well, let's so let's, let's
0: break this down. This mm-hmm. is. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you finish your point?
3: Finish no, your point. I'm just going to say that I didn't want us to all come off like we can't appreciate well, no. a good, gory book.
0: Here's my thing with it. I can appreciate a good, gory I book. I almost. There you go. Here's the part that bothers me. This little girl. Who you said later in the afterwards that he reveals she's nine years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, I work with nine year olds. I'm a teacher. I, you know, there's no way with a ninja sword that they'd be able to do even half that damage. So, okay,
2: now in context or out of context, this is a dumb conversation. No, no, but then here, but here's the <laughs> See,
0: thing: we're talking about a comic book character. But here's the thing: it, it's supposed to be grounded in the real is supposed world. To be the yeah.
3: comic book character that could be in our world. Now, yeah. let me.
0: I have a question to pose to you guys. Could this have worked if she had a gun? Because I think that would have been a more realistic portrayal of somebody trying to be a vigilante. You know, we have we we see stories in the yeah. news every day about children getting guns from their yes. parents or whatever. I'll, I'll go with well, you in
2: fact, that. someone just shot some poor little girl shot herself in a uh, Best Buy or Wow, some, way you know. to
0: bring it down, Derek. But no, anyway, I mean, no, I'm, no, I'm just
2: saying. saying, there's exactly a real world, a real real-world comparison to right. what you're just posing. So what not I'm trying to bring it down. I'm trying no, to make I'm you just, sound smarter. I'm just giving you crap. I'm going to stop doing that. Okay. <laughs>
0: so. No, but so my point is is that it's not so much... To me, it's not that the, the shocker was, oh, it's a little girl who's his new partner now. What bothered me was the fact that a sword, a little girl and a sword, I mean, that's just, that's just trying to create the geek moment and not be true to the storytelling that you're well, trying and, to set And what up. bothers
2: me about it is, this is a this is a book that had already been in negotiations for a film adaptation before it ever came out. Mm-hmm. What, he, In the context he identifies that character as a nine-year-old is he's writing about how exciting it was for him to watch the audition tapes
0: oh, for that character. To watch a nine-year-old slice up a bunch of guys. And it's one of those moments
2: where just when he's he's you know made me think he's an okay well just a human being, I have to think what's wrong with someone who is eager to see a nine-year-old on film slice someone's head off like that. He's a
0: Scottish rogue, though. Stop! Stop
2: that! Okay, I, I think know, we've kicked this
3: one's ass around. We have. I'm
2: just I I just think it was a series that I wasn't all that high on in the first place. You guys seem to like it, and I gave it a, gave it three issues. And this third issue just completely – it not only did it, as you say, undercut its premise. It's just its just morally bankrupt. The thing is Walking Dead, and when you compare it to a gory, Gore book, has purpose
3: and context. And, I, I, and my initial reaction upon setting it down was how many pages was that? Because I really thought it was yeah. very, very, very light really fast, on plot. Yeah. It read really fast. And it was, it, I, it was actually 22 pages, but I could have sworn it was 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but the
0: thing is after that shock what I mean to pick up issue four where do you take the story now you know what I mean it's like well, yeah they're, it's,
3: gonna, they're gonna start talking about where she come from and are there more of them right and then it's just he's, gonna, it's all gonna get all about, more he's, it's, it's really being set up so that he's gonna be inspirational to a bunch of other kids that are yeah but it's the just
0: it's a violent I mean it's not serving so it's any a children's
3: crusade is where you think it's going but we yeah. may not
2: know because we probably won't read any further
0: unless they keep Putting in controversial stuff that we have to well talk about. I don't, don't know. Well, maybe okay. we'll see. A book
2: that came out from Marvel as well. Since we're kind of Hulk, we talk on Scar. Son I didn't read of Hulk. that. Well, it's out there. And Anybody it, read it? No, I, haven't read I it. did. I did. I did read it.
0: Okay, can you explain to me something? Is this in the future, or it? it he has a son in. Like current times, at the end of
2: Planet Hulk, it's set up that did you read Planet Hulk? I saw,
0: yeah, but at the end, they show the kid coming out, and I wasn't sure if it was in the future. No, no, They
2: haven't been clear. Is he still a young? Uh, you know, that we don't know the age aging cycle of this. Um, that or basically been that accelerated because that he's planet, part Hulk. because because part Hulk that planet Sakaar has been like totally devastated by their capital city being destroyed in nuclear explosion. So then there's all kinds of new things that Pack Greg Pack did not get to explore. And now you've got the I mean, it's really kind of a, an excuse to sort of have a Hulkish Conan the Barbarian, which was kind of like what
0: Planet Hulk was. Planet Hulk was. I mean, uh, yeah.
2: But to continue it with this guy who knows, like, he's the legendary, he's the son of this legendary warrior, but he's very feral. Um, basically, the, the excuse they give is that Kyera, who was the Hulk's wife in Planet Hulk, Kind of in her last act before knowing she was going to die, is the old power allowed her to basically shoot the fetus into the earth? <laughs> well, but it was established; it's been established in both that and the the um, Warbound. That, yeah. that, that that's where the Earth Power is. That they are really part of the Earth. They're not that far removed from the Stone Men, and the Stone Men were. That's how they. You know, they were. They're basically broken out of the rock. Who's writing this one? Greg Pak, same and person. Did
3: Pak write Warbound as well? Yes. Okay. Not I was did you read all the warbound?
2: I I did read all the I warbound, stuck it, it out was to the end.
3: I was not all that it it wasn't necessary. It was not it was not a good story. It was not at all necessary if you haven't read it. No, it was it, it was, it was very bother. confusing. I felt it kind of didn't w- add anything to the World no. War Hulk. It was just like a no. sidebar story. No, and but
2: the thing I would say for Scar and its defense is if you like Planet Hulk, it still has the feel of that story. Okay. You don't need to be this and the other book that debuted this week, Eternals Number One Two seemingly mainstream Marvel books that don't depend on any knowledge outside of those books. And right now I kind of think as I'm getting a little annoyed as much as I sort of enjoy Secret Invasion by the third issue where I realize more was happening and being explained in New Avengers and Mighty Avengers and in these tie-in books than a book that they promised me I didn't need to read anything else. And I know they've lied to me before about it. And, you know, the same thing is going on over with Final Crisis yeah. where, you know, Grant Morrison has to give an interview explaining what he had done, why it was this way. And I'm like, you know, why not just actually tell the story
3: and make it Read make Read the sense? comic now. Download the white paper.
2: Yeah, you know, just tell the doggone story yeah. straightforward. Doggone and w- it. And, of course, I'm like, well, I'm trying to save it, Rick some editing time. Oh, okay. Mr. Blue, I'm just adding and, to your, your <laughs> yeah. rage. That's all. And it's just it's just frustrating. As much as I love this stuff and get sucked into it, it's like it really is at this point. I sort of think, boy, if I wasn't, if we weren't doing this, if I was just some guy walking into a store, would I still be reading comics? I, it's sort of like yeah. because I've got you guys to sort of feed me on this and I'm, and and that kind of thing. It's like. I don't can know. I just, can I just? I get you know. frustrated. It would certainly save
0: me a lot of money. Can I just add a quick aside? Sure. We. I think we talked about this off the air that uh, it. It just sometimes feels like they don't make them like they used to anymore, and uh, because they're writing for the trade. Just sure, saying, you know. but I was talking about how um, I was recently rereading my Essential Avengers volume mm-hmm. and going through that, and just you know, granted, the writing wasn't you know. Contemporary or whatever, but it was just it was visually uh, appealing and visual storytelling, and each issue was satisfying in the sense that it told us a story, even if it was like a you know a two parter or whatever. I mean, you know, it carried well, maybe on.
2: Maybe maybe for superheroes, if I may say sure. say this, is that for superheroes, the worst thing that could have happened to us did, which is the they, and gritty. Or? They started thinking they were literature. Mm. And once an industry starts thinking of itself as important instead of fun, mm. we're getting things that are like, this is going to be this really. I mean, and don't, don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I do enjoy Grant Morrison. Now that I read the white paper, I I get a little more of Final Crisis and go, okay, okay. Well,
3: yeah, that's the challenge. I, I, I said this like maybe eight months ago. Is I'd like to see them try and do… You know, when they call they call it the big event, right? It used Mm -hmm. to be in the summer. Now it seems to be three hundred sixty five days a year. But let's see a big event that doesn't affect the world. You know, doesn't Mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't worry the continuity of things. Let's have You know, let's have something that's big, but it's a real story. They almost got it with Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion is that is is, affecting the world, though. But it, but it's not. It's it's not changing the. It, at its heart it's not like civil war where you're putting brother against brother it's anything. just a it's ripping not, good story it's just a good story and it is it is affecting the world but it's not affecting the well, way the say, world works. but i would
2: say they did it once in recent years and i think identity crisis oh would, yes. be, would be yes. the story yes. I would that would that'd be a good example you of did you you really didn't have and to go that was a great read, story
3: mm-hmm. and you could hand that off to somebody to say hey read this you know it might be a little shocking for give, you the characters yeah,
2: i and i do have that as a collection for you know exactly that reason it's a great yeah. No, there you go. That that's probably the the last crossover, or not a crossover. But the last event because it didn't really require a crossover. Yeah. That, whereas everything now is a crossover. Are events that have events within them? Because I'm like looking at. So we got Final Crisis, uh, the Rand War, yeah. Holy War coming up, and then there's something else. that Don't the care. Shadow Pact is that's just rolling this year's into something else. Of the Rand War. They've yeah, got it like three years. And could we just you know? Okay, we get it. We're always going to be fighting. These here? But I guess if you like your cosmic heroes. Uh, that you're spacefaring ones, and you've been wondering what happened to Prince Gavin, the star man of space. Well, there it is. Uh, you get to read that. But it, it's, not, it's not anything that makes me, makes me feel compelled. Some of my problems with Final Crisis again, like Grant Morrison said, he started writing that like a year ago and why some of the things don't add up. He didn't know when he started it that DC was going to do the Death of the New Gods. So he has one oh, answer yeah. and that's why. And so he says, if you've got a problem, one of the problems is because when I wrote it, I didn't know they were going to do this other thing, and so it's like, it's, as you say, it's bad editing. But they could have read the script. You know, an editor could read the script and said, uh, "We've got this going on. Uh, you know, Final Crisis is going to be this centerpiece," and they and they couldn't bring it home.
0: You no. know what I want? I want another Marvel Secret Wars,
3: the first one. You just go off to another planet and, and fight. fight and do a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter except for the. I'm going to say
2: one. Did you guys pick up Marvel 1985? I did not, but I've I not read it.
3: Picked it up, but I haven't read it
2: yet. And there's Mark Miller again. And I'm yeah. sorry, but actually, it was a really cool setup. Okay. And it because it spins right out of Secret Wars, it, because it begins with that final, you know, like that final confrontation and the with villains yonder, and with Doctor Doom stealing the power. Yeah. And somehow something goes wrong, and there's like an in between. It's like taking place in between issues where the supervillains come through to our Earth, and this kid. You know, it's like – and it's really – it was really cool. Like he – you know, the mole man moves into this uh, this old house outside of town and it's like this classic like neighborhood haunted house story at first. But then you start looking at this guy. is acting really weird. Hey, that, that's the mole man. And the kid like goes out because the guy says, oh, I've got some comic books that, was, that were in this house. And he he balks when the when the kid says oh like and his dad comes out and is like wow this is all, like the original appearance of the Fantastic Four and it's like the f- 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 Fantastic Four <laughs> <laughs> and this realization that all these stories are comics and the kid looks up in the window and the Red Skull is speaking out and and then disappears and you know so it's like this kid discovering that wow it, it, it's almost like a little haunted house movie right. or, or something right, right. wicked this way comes where all the villains are in this. Haunted house on the edge of town in the woods and it like oh that's you know, this could be there thanks, it is, thanks. a self contained fun story. Not necessarily funny, but fun. Until the kid gets a ninja until sword. Until he gets a ninja sword. The Absolutely. Mole man. No, you know, you're right. Okay, okay. He's gonna lead me wrong. I'm gonna also tout a book that you haven't had a chance, but I I didn't know it was coming out. I tout saw away. It, t- I saw it today and I normally stay away from T V tie in stuff. Okay, and I mean I read the Angel and Buffy because they're saying that's canon, but I never read any of the earlier or bought any of the earlier Dark Horse Buffy or Angel books, right? Because I knew those stories weren't going to matter. Weren't
0: you collecting the uh, comic book version of MOD for a while?
2: I, yeah, but that's
0: just because Be Arthur. Oh, Hot.
2: okay, all right. Just anyway, out.
3: Um, I threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> oh, good.
2: Anyway, okay, Adrian Barbeau. Okay, there <laughs> you, you go. You know, woke up a young boy, and.
0: uh that's the only reason Swamp Thing's watchable, Weird. right? Weird, anyway. Yeah, uh, is th- for those uh, listeners at home that don't know what we're talking about, just Wikipedia. Yeah, okay, you'll no. figure it out.
2: Uh, but I, anyway, I saw on the stands there was one copy left of Chuck. I didn't know they were going to do a do a comic book adaptation. Wildstorm, Wildstorm uh, is really? a, a, doing a six issue miniseries of Chuck. Why do they do that as a Wildstorm book? I don't know. But I guess because they've all – Supernatural has uh, – the the WB or the CW show Supernatural has a comic book series through Wildstorm. Really? OK. And I know that the, the supposed – if it ever comes to fruition, the lost – the fourth season of Veronica Mars would be a Wildstorm book. That's who they were talking to. So DC's kind of like shunting off the television adaptations no, to you Wildstorm. Think you think that it would be stronger than DC – Logo on them. Uh, well, I know. I, well, Shaka Warner Brothers. Thing? It. Mm, I think it's a Universal series. I, I think it's from Universal. Wow. But regardless, it Whatever was a, brings in money. It was not a choice. But uh, but actually, it was kind of fun. It really felt like at the episode. And I guess maybe I picked it up because I thought since the writers strike, it sort of stunted the first season when i really wanted more of chuck i really enjoyed it could you put it
3: in continuity like where is it in the first I season i
2: don't know i think i think what it re- well i think it's taking place after the first season's over okay. and it is freely comic booky because basically what it is if you'd even have thought of this is that all of chuck's villains <laughs> are like being kept in one Place. Now, see, this is what bothers me because. Oh, nice.
3: Okay, so they're kind of like the the negative zone prison, or yeah, yeah, or and yeah.
2: so and then they break out and they're all teaming up to go fight against that other that bad CIA that rogue CIA unit. Okay, and uh, and so why it couldn't fit be done in the series is because because it's got more of a it's like an international flavor. Chuck gets to go international, which I don't think they would do on the series, and that's part of the charm of that. You know, it's sort of like going back. It's a typical LA-centric show. Sure, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world, but eventually, it's all going to come down to Los Angeles. Do Anselis. they have one
3: of those flashes where they have all those images really fast, one after another, in the comic? Book they tried. T- it's <laughs> really <laughs> just it, They tried. It's okay. No, it's just
0: <laughs> it's just one panel. But see that? That's what bothers me about these these Chuck comics. It's like, why can't we get a self-contained Chuck story and not all these big, you know, crossover Chuck comics? You know what I mean? Like, just you know, give us some Chuck. You know what I mean? Hey, Lon, Toy what? Fair. Huh? What? Okay, good. Anyway,
2: uh, so I, I, I was surprised by that on the stand, so I thought, you know, it's worth throwing out there that I really I enjoyed it. It was light, it was fun, it, it was a little bit silly, but the artist, uh, Jeremy Hahn, H A U N, does a really good job of making all the characters look like the actors. Is, so is, is
3: the you hot think
0: chick hotter in the comic?
3: She's as hot. Oh. So would you uh, recommend this book for somebody who didn't watch Chuck? Would I it, think so. Would it have enough uh, Charm on would its
2: own? it because I think Chuck was a. Was Does it a st- have a brief like retelling of the origin? No, but I think that Chuck was strong enough in in its concept that uh, you know you could go into one episode, yeah. and you'd, ca- you'd get up to speed. On fairly, the you know. Yeah. It, it was doing a, an interesting job of of straddling that of being like the old way of telling stories where you know, like last week, I was talking about the Invaders. You could watch any Invaders episode out of continuity. Right, They'd it didn't really matter much. Yeah. Chuck does matter but doesn't matter at the same time. So it's kind of – it's good. But it does a good job of establishing who all the characters are if you don't know and at least getting
0: who they are. So it was – So I, what you're saying is is you could grab a copy, a copy of Chuck, go get the trade of heroes, and then read them in order and it would be like a normal Monday night of TV? I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> you, Let's do it.
2: Every now and then, you're brilliant, sir. And then
0: if you want, <laughs> you can get the uh, tw- issues of 24 – and then maybe a copy of Sarah Connor, I mean uh, Terminator, and then pretend you're watching Fox.
2: Okay. You yeah. T-vote that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, let's move on, shall okay. we? Let's. How, how, how about some movies?
0: How about? Did you
2: guys
3: see anything good? Because I'm looking for a good movie. <laughs> and none of my friends will take Kung Fu Panda me to wasn't bad. I mean, did you in, see Kung Fu Panda? No. no.
2: I did. It oh, wasn't okay. bad. Mm. Okay. You know, and what uh, I read an interesting thing is that DreamWorks is actually really, really annoyed. They already committed to a Nickelodeon TV series for Kung Fu Panda, and they want mm-hmm. a sequel. Already. They really wanted to do a sequel to Kung because they didn't think they had a really like that it was going to be really popular. They thought they would just kind of throw it out there like Barnyard, which by the way was a crappy movie, but um, and has been a, a fairly successful um, Nickelodeon TV series. So they figured, well, that's what they do. They throw out the Kung Fu Panda, you know. Thing and then it's like what the Star Wars Clone Wars is, you know. In August, we'll see that, and a week later, you can watch it on Cartoon Network. And it, you know, th- that's what they planned for Kung Fu Panda. And instead, it turned out to be the number one movie last weekend. Well,
0: that's why DreamWorks isn't Pixar. Okay, <laughs> they just yeah. don't
2: know what they have. Exactly. Maybe not. Well, stupid. They, it was a stupid move on their part because it was a cute. It was a cute movie, and you
0: got Dustin Hoffman as a little red panda. It was that's, awesome. That uh, means they're sick and dying, right? When they're red. No, it's a different um, species of panda. Oh, okay, okay, just checking. Because <laughs> that's what happened to Ling Ling, I think. Before she, she did passed. not.
2: No, a red panda is a totally different. Oh, Sorry,
0: totally different. Too breed. soon. Too okay. soon. Too soon. Wait a minute. Ling Ling died. Yeah. What? Yeah. At least, like a couple months ago. What? Or whatever. One okay. of the big. One of the big pandas. So, okay. It was either Ling Ling, Ching Ching, <laughs> Ping Ping, or Ding Ding? I don't know. Okay, please remember to
2: send in your hate mail to editor at They're Chinese com. pandas. But, uh, but it's to Lon Lopez who you hate. So, what we saw was the Incredible Hulk. You did. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, and Lon, what did you
0: think? Um, yeah, that's it. The drool, he's still uh, recovering. <laughs> all I knew is, let's just paint the picture real fast. Me and Derek, sitting in a dark theater... I don't like where this picture's going. Giddy as little girls jumping up and down and clapping and cheering. Yeah, kind of. And that yeah. was just the trailer for Hellboy 2. Yeah. <laughs> no, and when we got to Incredible Hulk,
2: um, I, which Not I'm just – so good. No, know, I'm just <laughs> it's It's chapter two of okay. of a huge Marvel Universe movie. And even, Oh, really? Even though it focuses so on – So Iron
3: Man is chapter one?
2: Iron Man is chapter one. Oh. Hulk, Incredible Hulk is chapter two. And and it's clearly laying the groundwork. If you know what you're looking for, it's, it's laying the groundwork. It's definitely
0: gr- a geek. It's, like a, it's definitely an a, a tr- like a tribute or a, it's almost like a gift for comic fans. It's like, hey, you paid attention all those years. We're going to throw in all this stuff. If so. you know, it's setting up the Captain America movie. Okay. And
2: as a commer- it's no spoiler now because a commercial has already aired with – with Robert Downey Jr. appearing in it. So like the Samuel L. Jackson cameo at the let's end of not, Iron let's Man. Let's not say what he says, though. No, no, but he, but he does make a quick little cameo at the end. But this time, and I don't know if this is the way it will be when, we, when they run Samuel it. Samuel L. Jackson again? Or? No, no, no. Oh, but, uh, but, um, it's Tony Stark. But Tony Stark shows up okay. at the end, but they do it before they end credits. Okay. So, so the people won't miss it and they'll get that connection. The way they miss the Samuel L. Jackson. The, the way they miss the Samuel L. Jackson. What but, a good but way even, to get return business. But even from the beginning... Of the movie is they say, which it's kind of borrowing from the Ultimates, that the whole thing, accident that turned him into the Hulk was an attempt to duplicate the Super Soldier. Uh-huh. And so, did they mention
3: Captain America?
2: Not specifically, but there's enough clues laid out. Again, if you know, okay, there's plenty enough to make you go, <laughs> get it, get it. But
0: let's look at the basics without non spoiling This, okay, my what's Derek? What's my one complaint about superhero movies? Um, you don't look good in spandex. No, not with that. Well, that's my one
2: complex complaint about our weekends. Oh, okay, okay. No,
0: no, no. But what's my biggest complaint about superhero movies?
3: I'm not sure. There's so many. Not
0: really. enough superhero in the superhero okay, movie, true. which
3: was my big fear for this one.
0: This movie is chock full of Hulk. That's all I gotta say. It is I, chock really? full of Hulk. It does a great job
2: of. I, I like the beginning. It, it borrowed, I think, a little bit from Christopher Nolan's thing with with Batman Begins. The one of the things I loved about Batman Begins when he first gets in the suit is that you see the the first appearances from the bad guy's point of view where it's just scary and you're not sure exactly what they're not sure exactly what they're dealing with because I thought in Batman Begins when he first tackles those guys in the loading containers it's like alien. Right. You know, suddenly yeah. this thing drops down and the same thing they tick off Bruce Banner and it's like in the shadows, wait a minute, is his foot bigger than it was supposed to be? And it's like this and you're just seeing these little you know, flashes as these people are actually seeing what the hell is there in the shadows. So when it finally comes out in his glory, it's great – but they at the beginning in the title sequence, they show again little flashes because they basically sort of retell the
0: origin in a in a one minute I, saw, I thought we were doing spoiler free here well, we're, but that's
2: but that's the title sequence I mean, yeah I know, right but there. We're, we're giving away so if you want okay, if you want to believe that the Ang Lee movie still existed, you sort of could um they'd pay a nice tribute to Bill Bixby, and I think it's just classily done, okay, and you know clever, and it was exciting, even when it was just Bruce Banner, you weren't like going. Well, okay, we're going to get the Hulk. We felt reassured we were going to get the Hulk, and we were we were caught up in the Bruce but had, Banner story. But here,
0: yeah, and that's the beauty of the movie is that it's constantly moving a story, two stories essentially. There's the Bruce Banner plight, and there's the Hulk. Sto- I mean, there's I mean, it's got a, it's 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 definitely an interestingly weaved and and, tale. A,
2: and a well done development of uh, so again, no got, spoiler of the abomination. I've got
3: two questions, mm-hmm. and I hope neither one of them are spoilers, but we'll we'll be cautious. Does Hulk speak? Yes. Okay. That's not right.
2: a not a spoiler. So has documented. Lou Ferrigno, both cameos and voices the Hulk. Okay. See so the cameo. That was a spoiler. That D- Derek. No. It's, it's please no. And probably. Okay. And I think the best Stan Lee cameo, even topping the. Oh well. Uh, okay. Now you know Stan Lee. Here's the other. The Stan other, Lee's always. Oh my God. Uh, can I just kick you in the?
3: No, I'm in so. the beach balls. Is Hulk aware of Banner? No, no, no. no we, shouldn't I can't say. Say, I can't we shouldn't say. We shouldn't say. Okay. Fine.
2: I... It's just laying groundwork for another Hulk movie, really well. Okay. Well done, as it develops the Abomination and sets up another villain, as we suspected and, it would.
0: And here's the beauty of it, too: it's if you know the comics, it pulls a lot. Okay, here, here's what I liked about it: it pulls from the TV show, it pulls from the comics, from the, sp- specifically the Bruce Jones run, which Lon really liked. I which was I love, yeah. but I well, the Return of the Monster story. But I liked that of. they,
2: you know, it was clear where its roots were. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And and essentially, you know, you, you you know, I talked a lot of smack about uh, what's his last name, Leterrier, or? Uh,
2: Louis Leterrier.
0: Yeah, Leterrier, and you know, he's an action director, so it's essentially an action film, and it really works. And there's and there's tons of nods to the mythos. Is my using that? Right? Sure. Yes. And uh, it's and if you're a comic, if you're a comic fanboy like we are, it just it gives you everything you want. I felt. Did you feel like it? Did it leave you wanting? To I felt very satisfied.
2: I, I it's like well, like walking out of Iron Man. I wanted to see the next Hulk movie, mm. uh, not because it, it's like I I mean I will certainly watch it again, and I'll be eager to. I'm looking forward to the DVD, <laughs> you know, to having it because they
0: said seventy something minutes of deleted scenes. Yeah, I'm sure. So, wow. Yeah, um, and the movie comes out this Friday. It comes out Friday,
2: thirteenth. It's uh it was a really good time. It was a great follow up. And is where I love now Marvel's plan. If they can keep it up, if they can make every movie as solid as this, I would think, a one-two punch of Iron Man, which I absolutely
0: loved, and this incredible Hulk, which I liked quite a bit. You know what Mm -hmm. I can't wait for? And I hope it happens. Ant-Man? No, this weekend or maybe in a couple weeks at the drive-in. If they had a double feature, an Iron Man, Hulkman, Hulk, like Hulk, and then followed by Iron Man. Oh, it's so go! See I would that. be there. I would do it. Let's do let's it. Let's go. It okay. would. Field
2: trip. It would. Be, it, but it's true. It, it would be fun to see you watch Iron Man, take a little break, go into Hulk. It ties together. You're like, this is awesome. This mm-hmm. is great. This is fun. And you know, I, I know that you were not happy with the way he looks CG in the in the commercials. Yeah. It's not going to get better. It, the Hulk is a well-done video game cutscene. There's no getting around it, but the reality is you can just get over it and and enjoy it. (laughs) Okay. Do it, or I'll I'll hit you. I'll come over there and I'll smack you. Okay. No,
0: but I'll just say this much, though, too, that it's... it's Marvel's doing something great in the fact that they're making their movies now. It's not the studio coming in and saying, you know, oh, we're going to have to change this and make that different, you know, like they did in X-Men or... You know, whatever you know, mm-hmm. license they took whatever everything else. So this is Marvel controlling their properties and going, "All right, we're going to stay as true as this we is can right for our property." Right, and 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 basically go. Our fans know this, so we're going to put this in. You
2: it's know what I mean? it's serving the fans. I don't know if you'd say serving them first, but serving the fans and making it accessible to people sure. that are not fans at the same time. Whereas I think it's been the other way around. Yeah, they worried. Other studios,
3: other... You know, they problem. don't respect the fans. No. Yeah. And they so... Just want in the movies dollars. like where the main character gets a baby. Or has a bastard son, okay, yes.
2: Okay, yeah, well, I think that's what he was referring to. I <laughs> just yeah. like oh, It hurts me. It just, I know you do. you got right. a problem. No. Uh, but, you know, one person who I, I don't think is super uh, on board with the Marvel plan right now is John Favreau, who directed Iron Man. And this week put on his MySpace blog. There's been some rumblings. There's been some rumblings. There's some rumblings in the camps. People have been wondering uh, for at least the last Should month.
0: Should we talk about how it started, though?
2: Start. Go ahead. I believe... B the color commentator. Go.
0: The first uh, inkling of, of trouble was it was reported that Terrence Howard, James Rhodes from the movie, had said that he was on board for Iron Man 2. And the filming... And filming was, like, going to start... In March of 2009. Right. Yes. So Terrence Howard leaks that little, <laughs> and then it gets big press. Well, then they start going, well, let's go talk to Johnny Favs and see what's up. And then Derek takes over. says,
2: nobody's called me. They never, right, never call.
0: I saw somebody at the Hulk premiere.
2: I mean, they've been busy. I get it. I'm sure he wasn't crying like this. This is a retroactive continuity, Rob. Right, right.
0: Uh, and And then they, and then they... And Fat and uh, you know, Downey Junior is just kind of holding out to see how big a hit Tropic Thunder is going to be. I, I don't think. Well, no, he's
2: he's si- he signed. He's signed a three picture deal. The only person that didn't sign to a three picture deal was Favreau. Favreau, right? And so, but Favreau goes on. You know, says first he says they haven't talked to me. Then he sp- he posts on his blog on MySpace that they. Um, Neither he nor Downey are now. Downey hasn't said a thing, uh, is, is neither he nor Downey are on or have been talked to about it, and so I think that's rather premature. And really, they should, even though he understands that Marvel needs product and they don't have anything in 2009, they need to get rolling. Well, it's going to take more than two years to do a sequel. We don't have a script, we don't have a this, no. um, like really. Because I think that the brain trust that made the first script work
0: probably has an idea. Yeah, weren't they rewriting the script on set and stuff like that? I mean, yeah. So yeah, um, it can be done. Guys. It can be done. And I it, think they're just holding out for a little more. But I think
2: I think Favreau is holding out for a little more money. And so, um, but I think by going public with this grievance before he had really, if he if it's true, that he hasn't really talked to Marvel. Um, and then in a cool ran I think today said, where they said actually they think that the head of Marvel Studios doesn't under, doesn't believe that Favreau had that much to do with the success and doesn't want to meet Favreau's asking price and is willing to just bring in another director. Now, on the one hand, I don't want Marvel Studios to start thinking that it is the property alone that is bringing the people in because it is a rare thing to have made that property work as well as it did. Right. I credit Robert Downey Jr., all power to that, and if he doesn't come back as Tony Stark, You're which, hurting. Well, They is, can do
3: the storyline where Stark never gets out of his armor. Yeah, <laughs> you <can> go, <laughs> uh, demon in a tin can. Yeah.
0: Uh, and... Uh, or they could just do uh, the movie where James Rhodes took over for the drunk uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah right? which yeah. I'm
2: sure Terrence Howard would be fine with. But, um, but you still, you know, it, it just wouldn't... Yeah, be, but here's the thing, though. Really? You think
0: Iron Man would suffer without Favreau? Well, this
2: is the question I was going to ask you because uh, your opinion in the first place was... you There didn't was see, no
0: de- directorial stamp
2: at all. You didn't see a directorial stamp. Now, I might argue back, and in fact I will... That Please do. I think that good directors don't necessarily have to have a stamp. The fact that the story moved as well as it did, yeah, um, I
3: credit to, I, I would say, someone like... There's a principle in management that if you can't tell that the manager's there, the project's working well, the manager's doing a good job.
0: No, that wasn't necessarily... Thank you, Rick. Right, right but, I, but the thing is, though, directors not only have to manage the actors, but they also have to manage... The visuals, the storytelling, the music, everything. Right. I mean, they have to put together the final little piece. And what was put together works and is great and it's fantastic. But it it lacked any kind of style. There was no real, you know. Well, but I am okay with that. Okay. No, no. no I'm, but I'm just saying. though. I think though, there,
2: are, there are directors,
0: classic directors like John
2: Ford, same thing, could do just a, all kinds of different things. You wouldn't necessarily say, oh, there's a John, John Ford movie versus those auteurs like. But I would still think,
0: though, that John Ford, the way, you know, and I'm not, you know, really brushed up on my Ford, but I could say, though, that. You You have a Ford truck, though,
2: don't you? I do, but I love uh, Stagecoach. Anyways,
0: I'm um, I'm just saying, though, that you could argue that his style ushered in a certain, let's say, uh, era of Western that, you know, has has, has since been copied and, you know, everything else, whereas nobody's really going to copy the style that I remember. I mean,. Nobody's talking about how. Oh man, the directing that was so good. They're all talking about Downey. You know, it was all it's his movie, which so, is fine. Yeah, I, no, and I, and I agree.
2: Favreau brought it. a level of competence because I wouldn't say I'd know. I, really, I don't know what the Favreau touch is because uh, the seen only Elf? other movie because I've seen Elf, okay. but and I, but I thought it was clever. I think that I think Favreau is just a director who comes in and looks at it and goes, "What's needed?" Sure, and he does that. And there are a lot of lesser directors. Like that guy Kinka Usher, who directed *Mystery Men*, a superhero movie I like. In spite of the directing, I really, really hated the directing in that movie, Mm. and I don't think he's worked in film since. Mm. Um, You know, and and we had fears about Louis Leterrier. I Mm. though, you know, I think that yeah, that's another
0: case of the actor maybe taking over. That may be, and if but at the the same time though, you could see the visual stamp on Hulk. I mean, it's definitely you know a more visual film than let's say an iron man so i mean and that added to the story i mean you know the 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 swinging visuals and everything else i mean i'm sorry dude oh no, i thought we you, were no, all, you looked. You, you gave us a pained look like you wanted no, to speak. no no i was
3: i was i Guess. was trying to figure out a nice place to drop this in but i mean you can have too much certainly too much of that because if you took like somebody like quentin tarantino for example Oh, well, and put him like, yeah. on one of these. films. you just go. He that stamps all he's over. He's the wrong the film. guy for it, right? Maybe so, a Robert, I want, Rodriguez. You want? You want? No. You want a superhero, saying, cla- maybe. Uh, a superhero movie to be a classic? You don't want to be able to say, okay, that was the that was the dish of the day director for that that mm-hmm. that decade that the, but, those but, two years. But also, we
0: don't know if Favreau can do it again.
2: We don't. But I fear that there are directors that are not as good that they could bring in who well, would try not to bring in Ratner. Who tr- we'll see. There you go. Exactly, there are directors that are we know are absolutely wrong. Hey, Brett Ratner, visual stylist can't tell a story. What if they brought back Brian Singer? I'm not so keen on, well, on Singer right now. You know. I mean, because Superman Returns. Well, that's I a mean, at least he had a strong script. he had a strong idea. Yeah, but whose fault was that? You're right. You're right. You know, yeah. a guy who goes off and works with his screenwriters. Uh, you know that that was the situation, and those guys were his. You know, his lackeys. They were delivering what he wanted. And you know, in that case, with a storyteller that strong, you know, you need somebody who's going to fight a bit. But and maybe Favreau and Downey have a good, you know, or
0: maybe this is all just publicity to keep Iron Man in everybody's public eye, so that the property stays hot. I don't think
2: it's going to stay hot. I think you know, I think it stays s- hot as long as it's a good movie. Seriously, when suit. I go to a sock, you know, a, a kid soccer game in Gilroy, and all the parents are talking about. Did you see Iron Man? Yeah, where I, you know, ten you, years you know, ago I'd have been the outsider going. Did you, you hear about you've got, Iron
3: Man? When you got the non-comic fan saying, it, and that's what I mean. And yeah. you have got the comic man fan saying that was a great comic adaptation. You got a winning movie, mm-hmm. and sure. so if you can do that, who? I mean, I don't care who the director is. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. Did we'll job. see what happens.
2: Yeah. Well, how about the you know a, a, a property near and dear to everybody's heart here. You know, Will we have the non-comics fan or the non-cartoon fan and the, and the cartoon fan, will they be saying the same thing about the Smurfs? <laughs> I
3: thought we were going to talk about Venture Brothers. We will. We, we will. We're still in the movie okay. section. <laughs> we're though. still
2: in the movie section of the
3: podcast. Yes, but this hurts. And the Smurfs. I actually
0: think it's
2: great. Because what did you discover as a result of this announcement that they're going to make a live action CGs? Well, yeah, Smurf they're movie? they're going to
0: make it like a you know like an what Alvin did you and the Chipmunks. what did
2: you learn about the Smurfs?
0: I just learned today that they're supposedly three apples high, <laughs> and, it,
2: you say that with such wonder, your, and I try to picture words. three apples
0: stacked one on top of the other. First
2: of all, they're blue.
0: Yeah, and, and I they're wearing
2: like, white caps. That's just not an apple as I know them.
0: No, but I'm but I'm sitting there thinking. I used to think they were smaller than apple, maybe like two or three inches high. <laughs> but then if I figure three apples high, that's about a foot, maybe almost, <laughs> right? And I figure if well, I saw... And that l- starts getting creepy. Uh, yeah, and then that kind of... <laughs> well, that's how, like How vermin, tall was that you know guy who I mean? was always trying to get Gargamel? Yeah. Uh, well, he was normal
3: size, human being. Well, yeah, but didn't they come up to, like, his waist or something? No, no. No, they, they weren't that, no. No? They were okay. like... But you know what I'm thinking is now... now I'm that very you're, proud that I wasn't... Now really that we're
1: saying it
2: again, it. I'm, like, envisioning this line of, like, you know, 12-inch Smurfax <laughs> <laughs> And thinking how wrong that would be.
0: <laughs> so, series like
2: gar- Barbie-sized. to get a series of garden gnomes. Spe- speaking of, did you see that in Toy Fair, that Barbie Black Canary? Were you the one that showed uh, me that last week? No, I didn't. Well, know. Yeah, we I just saw that. Saw that. there's a Black Canary oh, Barbie Rick coming. Oh, that. my golly. That's just yeah. wrong and so right. So anyway, uh, that's just a, sorry, Wait, uh, have a, we, a ranty McTangent waiting we, to happen. Do we
0: have any uh, Spider-Man news?
2: Well, there's talk of a Spider-Man 4.
0: What about Venom?
2: Well, back, <laughs> on uh, on Saturday morning to f- close out Spectacular Spider-Man's first season, Venom will make his appearance. Really?
0: Yes. What do you think about that, Venom? Die, yes. Oh, you silly Pretty Venom. Much. Okay. Uh, uh, and
2: Sam Raimi did give an interview, uh, I believe last week, where he said, uh, well, I don't know, but I'm up for it. I'm up for Spider-Man 4. Awesome. And, uh, but there's a director, too. I go... I guess awesome, except I don't feel like Sam Raimi put a great stamp on them, except for the silly things. And again, yeah. you know, this is what I've loved about Iron uh, Iron Man and Hulk. And I know I've taken heat for it, but when I did put like ratings on our reviews, you know, the Spider-Man movies were like three and a half planets to me at best, like not five planets where I would say if I were to be pressed for this. Right, but they weren't like Marvel movies. You know what I mean? These no, I know. But, Sony I, pictures. but I'm saying, but I always right. had this feeling like, Yeah, it was okay. I enjoyed it. But I I feel like it could have been better. Iron Man, I don't get that feeling. The Incredible Hulk, well, I saw it when it was worse. I saw the Hulk, uh, or just Hulk. And the Incredible Hulk was, as I turned along on Monday night, I said, this was what, when I was a kid, watching the television series, knowing full well I'd never get what I wanted, this is what I wanted it to be.
0: Mm -hmm. And he wept. I did. And I held him. And then, and, and then uh, he bought me a, a blue moment.
2: cheeseburger at Red Robin. And mm. We had a moment, and I and I talked him down. Bottomless basket of fries. Yeah, I was up on the roof of the AMC Saratoga, and going. I said, "Derek, please. that basket of fries will do that too." Oh my lordy! Please. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: but uh, yeah. So any, back. Any finishing final thoughts on the Smurfs?
3: <laughs> I got no except they're three apples I think, high. Literally, honestly, that okay. Here's the thing: I want him to investigate the entire. Um, uh, entomology of the Smurfs, given there's only one one. <laughs> you mean like a government? Uh, no, no, no. They, they, uh, how do they uh, reproduce, given there's only one Smurf? They're dead? magical beings. They're magical they're beings. beings and, uh, it's apparently been... I thought this was a live action. No. no, if I'm you just, uh,
2: if you apparently, and I'm not this Smurf fan, but if you had read the original European comics, yeah. uh, I was reading an article on them, and it said, that is all explained. Okay. Smurfette is actually a creation of Gargamel.
0: Gargamel's, yeah.
2: So uh, here's, here's really, my just. She's like an evil android who's sent like in a, to sort of. He's Satan. He kind of is. And He made Eve. And I read some like somebody making. She gave like, them three apples like, high. Yeah, three apples. High. Not only, uh, but somebody did like a you know dream casting, and I thought, and they said like, who looks like Gargamel? Ricky Gervais could be Gargamel. <laughs> I thought, yeah, sadly that would work. And uh, Alec Baldwin is Papa Smurf. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought that was silly. And then I thought. Have you heard him yell at his kids? No. But but I'd tear that crap up. Oh, get off it. You know, he's human (laughs) like everybody else.
0: No, I'm just saying, Papa Smurf could Uh, yell uh, at the other. You're a little little piggy. piggy. (laughs) You're a little pig. Anyways, uh, all I'm going to say is this I love Mr. Baldwin. I think it's a brilliant idea. That's all. I mean, say what you want about not liking Smurfs or whatever. Alvin and the Chipmunks did how much money? Millions, right? Uh, uh, a lot, a lot. So you make a kids' movie like that, they're gonna go and see and it. Parents, they're okay, gonna because sell of name merchandise. merchandise.
2: Did you ever see? It's gonna be huge. The Saturday Night Live sketch? is it gonna be out on Blu-ray? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there ain't no HD DVD anymore. Uh, another. Did you see the Saturday Night Live skit with Garth Brooks hosted? And they did when they were doing like all those Hallmark uh, adaptations oh, of great yeah, things. And they did yeah, the yeah. Smurfs as like an epic war story, and Garth Brooks. was was a Smurf and they had him with all the blue and he said like he's on a bench with Smurfette in the middle of a civil war against the like Gargamel and and some other race and he's like oh Smurfette when I come back I'm going to Smurf you Mm -hmm. I'm going to Smurf you like no one has ever Smurfed before Mm -hmm. and so it was uh, There was a
0: family guy bit too where they did the Smurfs or two Smurfs were talking about how you know it's all no Smurfing way you know and stuff like that
2: so yeah they've touched it well you let me know when this family guy does an original joke so, oh,
0: God, he is just hostile s- tonight, isn't he?
2: Speaking of, uh, not family guy, but of a cartoon, and because Rick really wants to get there. The Venture Brothers has been back for two Go weeks. Go Team Venture! Venture!
3: And we haven't talked about them. But lot and I talked about them. Yeah, we hyped Oh, no, did you? It. We hyped it yeah. oh, before. But well, yeah. we well, hadn't seen the episodes. i got to listen to that. Now you've seen two episodes. We've seen two episodes. Have you
2: seen, have, did you see at least the first episode? I saw long? the first one. I did not we see the last one. The Monarch one. and Dr. Girlfriend. Yep. And then the last, last one, sort of redefining things again. and that's a great show. It's a
3: terrific show: It stands up to and watching more than it looks books? like Jason Public and Doc Hammer are both still on they the both? show. They're both OK yeah. yeah, okay good. Jackson public Jack, Jackson Public. Yeah. Okay
2: yeah, there had been rumors that one of them was leaving to do some to try I, his... I watched
3: the credits on the second episode because I've forgotten to look at the first one. I saw them. No they're both they're both, both, they're both there. there, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. which
2: is good because I thought, oh, come on,
3: the thing that made you do you ever see any of their panels at uh, Comic-Con? I don't think I did. You see should look at the released. YouTube videos. Are funny God, They just go nuts. They're smurfing
0: and funny. Dude. Are they? Yeah, well, they are. It's a great. It's a great
3: show. It's mm. a fun.
2: Golly, it's just a fun show. Yep. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> did, did I need a flashback? Poor Johnny. <laughs> Poor Johnny Quest still. Oh yeah, <laughs> Johnny and Haji there. Johnny still in his underwear and scratching still like all, an addict. Yeah, still strung out.
3: All strung yeah. out. <laughs> it's
0: like, well, you know, I just, uh, everything about that We need stuff, shows that po- that just poke fun at pop culture, especially geek pop culture. Because yeah, Harvey Birdman's not anymore. Yeah, exactly. I know. So. Did, really? did, did
2: anybody play that video game?
0: Johnny Quest? No.
2: Uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at no. Law? No. 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 Yeah, I, I can't decide if I'm it. Have I you guys ever played
0: I, the video games on Adult Swim? Or is it Adult Swim or Cart? Yeah adult Swim has all the weird like just wrong video or like games like <laughs> I noticed that Sunday night I, I went there's I one went. I forget what it's called but it's called like something surgeon like like I don't know simple surgeon or something like that and you can actually operate and you have to it's pretty ridiculous it's pretty twisted but it's fun it's though.
2: pretty twisted yeah but, but I mean a lot of those shows on adult swim are like I, I haven't I, I'm afraid to watch this show Assy McGee
3: yeah, I wasn't too impressed with that. The one, one. I want to catch, I f- always forget to try and record it. Is Megalopolis or Metalocalypse? Me- Metalocalypse. Metal-o-cal- Opole- yeah, I have the first That's season so DVD wrong, if you'd too. like to borrow it. It's, I would. It is. It's so wrong. very wrong.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's a logic. I mean, re- you know, for those listening, it, there is a review available, and you can purchase Metalocalypse season one from Fanboy Planet. But it's based on that. What if the You know, what if a heavy metal band's reality you know, in their heads, was real. I mean, it's just, it's so bizarre. Last week on the show, you know,
3: like Nathan Explosion became governor oh, I saw of Florida. That. That <laughs> I, saw like five min- I saw like five minutes of that that was recorded on the end of Ven- no, the Venture And they Brothers. just
2: won't back away. I mean, it's what is amazing. It's like, well, this is really the only logical... uh Well ex- the one where the governor, like, got just totally ripped to pieces? Yeah, he was right. ripped to pieces by he's angry fans about he how he's he's they not sucked. Gonna, yeah. Uh, and then the previous week, they went into the Amazon or... Amazonian Rainforest, because there was a tribe that they, it was discovered that uh, had this hallucinogenic uh, drug called Yapa. I think it was Yapa. And so they well, we've got to try that. <laughs> and and <laughs> so they did. And then they called it um, Death Coraldo. So it was a parody of Fitzcarraldo. Who the hell is making oh, fun of both heavy metal and a uh, Werner Herzog yeah. movie? And <laughs> they dragged the boat over. But...
3: <laughs> and, that's just smart writing. That's it, it, all know, the that thing is.
2: is it's both – and the thing that kills me is knowing that even the guy the guy that voices Nathan Explosion, it, the previous series, the creator and the guy who voices it, Brendan Small is the guy that was home movies. where He was a little kid oh, yeah. who made movies and he's just like gone from being that eh, – sounding like David Spade to being, <laughs> <laughs> to being Nathan Explosion. And you realize when you listen to the rhythm, it's the same they talk rhythm. exactly the same way. But it's just – I have yet to actually understand any of the lyrics to their songs, and I think that's probably for the best. But that show just cracks me up. All I can say is when there's a scene with uh, is it Toki with not Toki the other one Squ- murder Squiggle Face oh, no. oh well, murder face in the Amazon gets that little parasite that goes up the urinary tract, and and even warned <laughs> he's like he's like oh, I've got babies inside me. It's I got I've, <laughs> I've got to be protected. i am I've got these parasites, but. Uh, <laughs> But Squig so Elf, Squig Elf, the Swedish one, they, he agrees to, to support support Nathan as a governor when he finds out that he could be in charge of all the gilfs. Oh, and man. they show a scene, and oh. it's just like, awful. oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm saying this show does not back away from any logical yeah. conclusion of yeah. what they've said they're going to
0: have. <laughs> it's just like, can I, can well, I, it's yeah. wrong, and they did it. Yep. Okay, can we? I need to add a quick side note. A uh, question I wanted to ask you, pose mm-hmm. you. Speaking of gilfs, Uh this week,
2: <laughs> uh, the Dark Crystal is a great DVD. This um, week, oh, that's gilfs. Sorry, go ahead. Uh,
0: this week, uh, Sue Storm, or I should say, the woman who played Sue Storm, Jessica Alba, gave birth to one of you know her first kid or whatever. Right. right? So, well, congratulations, mom. Well, here is the one question I pose to you. Online, I'm looking at the news reports. E Entertainment. Put out a thing that said instead of saying Jessica Alba gives birth to child, their their headline was Jessica Alba enters the world of milfdom. Now, oh no, is is that nice? Is that a journalistic? That's
2: classy.
0: But I was like, yeah, <laughs> <Wow>. is, that, <laughs> is that just terrible or what?
2: Well, first of all, she's at least three months away from being eight, no. Okay, um. I don't know where you're going with that, but
3: yeah, I just thought that
0: was kind of really random does. that. It's just horrible. It, isn't that it terrible? But this is, you know, that's here. the way
3: journalism is going these days. Yeah,
0: it, it's and it's and I feel bad when I write a kick-ass review for Fanboy Planet. So. Now I don't call it that, but you know, right? It,
2: it reminds me there was a National Lampoon article back when National Lampoon actually meant stood for something. They were kind of
0: like the Onion of back in the day. Back yes, in the day,
2: were. and they uh, and they had written like a, 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 an issue from the uh, the history of the of the 20th century. It was like you know was supposed to be like 20 years in the future and one of the things was the history of how the f word had entered the mainstream and you know it was like some some guy it started with a broadway critic who came home and went this is the f and only they wrote it out you know best article best show ever and you know the the new york times let it stand and then once the gray lady had allowed it you know it was uh, you know how it just seeped in and how now it doesn't mean anything it didn't mean anything in journalism anymore and I think that, you know, it's like, yeah, this is now this effort. You know, I don't know. We broke it down. But are we guilty of it too? You know, Rick does his best to keep us clean. He tries.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, essentially we're bloggers. I mean, or, you know, podcasters in the new media. But still, I mean. Well, then does, have is, all
2: is the level of discourse gone down? And should we all speak with posh British accents next no,
0: week? No, but I'm just saying, though, that doesn't. shouldn't there at least be a level of journalism or journalistic integrity? You make, you make integrity. the mistake of
3: thinking that we still have journalism. What we have is a commercialized news. We have commercialized populism. They're trying to yeah. get you to go and go. They're they doing anything to get you to watch. It used to be that news was something you had to have for a certain percentage of the time on the air so that you could secure a license to that airwaves. But then the corporations that own the own these stations said, "Well, we've got the news here. Let's start making money off of it. Let's make it competitive." So, there's, so news is dead. Then, as we know, well, no. If you We're want, th- if you want to know the news
2: seriously, go to the BBC. Go to the BBC. Interesting. There's a broadcast every night on you on on, on, it, on NPR. Yeah, um, or KQED locally. You know, it, um, and you can listen to the BBC. And the reason is because over there, it's an, it, though it is profit based. Everyone pays a licensing fee to their for to have their televisions, for to have the televisions. That's great English, and part of that it's goes not like to Liverpool, and that and that uh, goes to um, pay, paying for the news division at the at the BBC. Right. So when you listen to things, I mean, an interesting thing. By the way, I listened to the other night and I just laughed. The BBC did this report on President Bush's visit overseas, and they said. Well, he's basically a dead duck president at this point. And I went, the phrase is lame Lame duck. duck. (laughs) I thought, wow.
0: No, he's a dead duck. (laughs) He's a dead duck. Maybe in Britain. uh, So you're saying I need to listen to this to get my news, and then you just pointed out a big error they just made. No, no, no! I think it was very honest. It oh, was a very honest oh, thing. I mean, it error. was definitely a play on words oh, on purpose. Oh, I thought, I thought okay. you thought What made I'm
2: saying is, mistake. is Lon, you can just go back to sleep like the rest of the sheep, what or, are you you listen, or you can listen. About or you can, you don't even know. I'm not, or I'm, you can listen to I'm the BBC. For the other, the other place
3: you can go is the uh, Daily Show. Exactly.
2: There's something to that too. I know John Stewart hates that, and I, you know, which I understand why he Thank hates God it. Thank God for him. Though. But but the truth is, the most honest, the best interviews you hear, the, yeah. the, the you know, the only interview who's actually not going to let somebody off the hook, right? But he's going to be intelligent about it. He's not ang- Well, he is angry, but he's not. He's he gets not, angry if they continue lying. But he's not going to be rude. Yeah. You know, uh, is John
3: Stewart? He's not going to let people stay on their talking points. He's going to, and oh, okay. he asks intelligent oh. questions. So when he said two, what was it, uh, the two guys from Fox, You're Hurting America. America. That man, He's just like, what an elegant statement. On Crossfire, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
2: Stop it. I will not be your monkey. Yeah. I remember that. And it was like, oh, this is the most chilling <laughs> five minutes of television I may ever see in my lifetime. Yeah because he's right. It was he went on and just totally. Yeah. But our listeners don't want to hear that. They want to hear about well, comics. Well, the Venture Brothers are funny yes. and comics are great and we're we're almost a month away, a more than a little more than a month away from Comic-Con. I think this weekend is Wizard World Chicago, so there'll be some great announcements coming out of that, I'm sure, including there's a, a world premiere of Bathum, Bathum, Batman Gotham Knight, the the anime Batman thing. Uh, we do not have a reporter at Wizard World Chicago, unfortunately. I did try to contact somebody. He never really responded to that question. Or, with the way my internet's been working. That's
0: because Chicago's got Obama mania. And that's all anybody can think about? Exactly. as Obama? If well, Wizard World would have had Obama make an appearance, we'll it save, been save off the drama the for Obama. Exactly. Yeah, it, well, it is
2: off the hook. No, it's not because Comic Con still holds. Our
3: do you think heart.
0: there'll be Obama comics?
3: no Obamics. Maybe? well there was a reagan's raiders that's Ooh. too close to ebonics
0: oh yeah you're probably right mm. well on that strangely philosophical wait, wait. political note do you think okay you know how marvel's big thing <laughs> i'm trying think, to get us out of here you know how marvel's big thing is like they'd like to have the real world or whatever do you think like when obama becomes president they'll actually draw him in the books and stuff
3: Yes. Yes. If, awesome. If that is what happens, they'll draw
0: a black man
2: as president. Interesting. They will. Yeah, they will. In fact, I just read something today where they were talking about that had already. I think it was. I, I think it was uh, it was a Marvel book that they had already drawn. Although in Marvel right now, Colbert is still the front runner. Oh, right. That's so right. I see that reference all over the place. So we could vote. We'd vote for him if we could, with Howard the Duck as his vice president, because. Oh. A I, a I, wanted, running I wanted to vote for him in 76. But wait, it, uh,
0: Howard can't be uh, vice president. He wasn't, he born, wasn't in born in America. He was born in An-America. What? Yes. Um, that,
2: on that note, I've blown your mind again. An-America. If you want to uh, help me mess with Lon Lopez's head, please write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. We are, of course, podcasting every Wednesday night more or less, uh, at 6 p.m. at uh, Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. We would love to have you come by, uh, as long as you don't like a really scary stalker and you don't have a gun or anything. Um, I don't know why. I just felt <laughs> like many, I had to make that one. Too
3: many of those recently. Too
2: many. Too many. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Giggling like a beach ball over there. Mr. Pazman, tell me who you are.
0: Um, Lon Lopez. Yes.
2: And check out moronlife.com. And across from me, Moral Compass just shaking his head sadly.
3: Rick Brett Snyder, and that's one thing I'm not going to have to edit.
2: I'd like to remind you listeners and Lon Lopez, use your powers
1: only for...
0: This week's podcast is brought to you by Baggage from DC Comics.
3: And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.
0: Hello, hello. I don't feel like I'm loud enough. My headphones you are, are all the way up. I, I feel you you are can hear me good. Yeah. Is there a way I can hear myself better? Okay.
2: I'll switch headphones.
3: All right. You said it comes out hello. sounding great every I know, week. I know. See, I always don't think. Just, it's you know okay, what you know. Lower you your visor and trust the force. You know what
0: Lon doesn't have? Trust. Well, I was. I've been hurt before.
3: He doesn't believe in your weird mythology, old man. Your
0: weird mythology wars. Old yeah, man.
3: That was it. You, I can't say that because then Lucas will come after you. All
0: right, you Who ready? You after me? Lucas. Oh. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to do this? Lucas.
3: Yeah, I'm ready. Mm. All right, here we go. Like you're talking to him like he's got a headphone on our mics. Hey, Tim. Tim. Hey, Tim. Tim.
0: Tim, are you there? This is the voice in your head, Tim. It's time. Mr. Watson. It's time. Why don't you pass
2: the time with a little solitaire?
0: The end of this one. And so if we we're going to spoil the ending, basically the storyline. Go ahead. I lost like stereo.
3: No, you you haven't been stereo all the time. I'm playing with the pan.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, something's wrong.
3: No, I'm, okay. I'm panning us. You, you left and me right. Ah, okay.
0: Yeah, so the ending um, was very, uh, basically, okay, hold on, one more time. Yeah, so this time, the hero's back from his injuries. I an could inconceivable have, truth? Uh, an
2: inconceivable truth. An inconvenient truth? As a, I blew the joke. Never mind. Thank
0: you. Okay, anyway, so.
2: <sighs> I tried to go to
0: Lawnland. land. It didn't the work. Part, here's the part that bothered I can't do me. It. But if you're a chick who's cute and you got big titties. <sighs> Too many of
2: Only for, for boobs. good boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God.